This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. We got a beautiful day here in the Midwest. Blue skies. The rain's cleared everything out. It's going to be a real nice day today. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. Today's news, top five headlines for this June the 8th, 2022. If you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast, you can run over to AffirmAmerica.com. Put your email address in there. Also, 2,000 Mules is over there right now. You can watch that for free, the movie that revealed how the 2020 election was stolen. You can reach me at Marquise at uh, AffirmAmerica.com. All right, your top five headlines for this Tuesday morning. Number five, California Senator plans to introduce legislation adding Drag Queen 101 to K-12 education. From the Daily Wire, a California Democrat behind the state's law softening sex offender requirements for sodomy with minors suggested Tuesday that he would introduce additional legislation adding Drag Queen 101 to school curriculums. Scott Weiner, a gay politician who represents San Francisco, weighed in Tuesday on Republican Texas Representative Brian Slayton's promise to introduce legislation banning children from drag shows after pictures of children attending a drag show in a Texas bar went viral. Senator Scott Weiner, this guy just gave me a bill idea, offering Drag Queen 101 as part of the K-12 curriculum. Attending Drag Queen Storytime will satisfy the requirement. Okay, more insanity from the uh, far left. The idea that we're going to open up Drag Queen Storytime for K-12 through elementary school students is... Uh, crazy town, folks. These are uh, far, far small minorities within our community. And for them to take over uh, a big portion of our child's education is just not right. You don't teach little kids or show little kids who are still forming their mental characters, their understandings of who they are. You just confuse them. You just add something to their psyche that is not beneficial to them. And for this guy, Scott Weiner, uh, he has other issues, obviously, allowing for sodomy with minors. This is uh, typical far leftist ideas. And we're seeing that right now in the elections, these things are being rejected. So I want you to know that this is not normal. We're not accepting these ideas. This is not acceptable, absolutely not And for those patriots, for those that believe in uh, man and woman as the principled idea, ideal for families, what makes the world go round, then let us uh, push back. Let us stand up against these uh, absurdities that we see here going on in San Francisco. 
They do not represent the majority of the American people. All right, headline number four. Senator Debbie Stabenow fuels debate as she boasts about bypassing high gas prices in her costly EV. The rest of the country is bearing $4.87 average per gallon, with some states passing the $5 and even $6 mark. From Fox News, Senator Debbie Stabenow, Democrat from Michigan, incensed conservatives on Tuesday while bragging that she doesn't have to worry about high gas prices because she drives an electric car. Stabenow also claimed she can't wait for more Americans to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the whims of the oil companies. The senator's comments came during Tuesday's Senate Finance Committee hearing, which featured testimony from United States Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Yellen was called to clarify the Biden administration's approach to tackling the high level of inflation and gas prices Americans are currently facing. The RNC research. Michigan Democrat Senator Debbie Stabenow brags that she passed every single gas station in her brand new electric vehicle, and it didn't matter how high gas prices were. The average cost of an electric vehicle is more than $56,000. From CNBC, the average transaction price for an electric vehicle, EV, is $56,437, according to Kelly Blue Book, roughly $10,000 higher than the overall industry average of $46,329. That includes gas and EVs, more commonly known as a hybrid. In terms of pricing, an EV is equivalent to an entry-level luxury car. From the town hall, while the Biden administration has sought to blame others for rising gas prices, including oil companies, as Senator Stabenow referenced, it's worth reminding that Biden canceled the Keystone XL pipeline via executive order on his first day in office. Okay, so this is the, uh, the sheer ignorance and arrogance of uh, these far-left Democrats that just think everybody has $56,000 that they can spend on a, an electric vehicle. And for her to make that kind of a con- comment just tells us that these guys are completely out of touch with reality. So addressing the prices right now, like increasing oil production, natural gas, drilling on public lands, fracking, these kinds of things will bring the prices down. Trump already proved that. Yet these guys want to continue to neglect the American people's high prices, put pressure on them, put them in difficult situations, and uh, thinking that if we just cut oil, then automatically electric cars are going to take over. Well, they forget to make the comment that electric cars have to run on something, and usually that's coal. So uh, all we're doing is just uh, trading one source of energy for another. Electricity doesn't grow on trees, okay? It still requires for production. Wind isn't enough, and also uh, hydroelectric power is not enough either. There's not enough water to turn the turbines. So it's either going to be coal, natural gas, or nuclear energy. So uh, these guys, they're just, um, they're just ideologues. They have no common sense. They just think that everybody can just go out and buy an electric car and it's going to solve the problem. So vote them out. Get them out of here. Just remember them in the midterms. 
and let's uh, let's get these guys out of here because they have no business being in public service. All right, headline number three: Lan He Chen wins the California Controller primary. Lan He Chen, I am grateful for your support and look forward to the general election campaign ahead on November. Chen won 33% of the vote. All right, so this is very good news. Uh, the the controller there in California is the one that looks at the purse strings, how much is spent. They keep track of uh, the budget and things like this. California is in big trouble. They spend like drunken sailors. Uh, it's just completely out of control. That's why the state's falling off the map. That's why they're a failed state. That's why people are leaving California in droves because of the one-party rule. The Democrats have been in control, and they have ruined the great state of California. So Lan He Chen is uh, the biggest hope for California to turn around their budget, to put checks and balances in there, and to get the uh, state of California back on track as the great uh, state that it used to be back in the 1970s. So uh, kudos to uh, Lan He Chen for winning the uh, primary in California yesterday. All right, headline number two. San Francisco DA Chesa Bodine recalled from office. The New York Times voters in San Francisco on Tuesday put an end to one of the country's most pioneering experiments in criminal justice reform, ousting a district attorney who eliminated cash bail vowed to hold police accountable and work to reduce the number of people sent to prison. Chesa Bodine, the progressive district attorney, was removed after two and a half years in office, according to the Associated Press, in a vote that is set to reverberate through Democratic politics nationwide as the party fine-tunes its messaging on crime before midterm elections that threaten to strip Democratic control over Congress. Okay, so Chesa Bodine, he's, uh, again, another Soros-backed progressive far leftist who just made a complete mess of San Francisco. It's just Looney Tunes, crazy town again, defunding the police, letting criminals out of jail. It's just just nuts. I mean, nobody believes that stuff. We're We're being subverted by the far left. They hate the country. They want to break down our system. They want to rebuild it. This is the typical Marxist-Communist tactics to destroy our morality, destroy our societal structures, our laws, so that they can remake America in the socialist Marxist idea. So the fact that the uh, Californians rejected this person is a good sign. It's, uh, a, it's a harbinger of the future, what's going to happen in the midterms, and we need to continue to push these things. Gas cone down in Los Angeles. We have Kim Fox over there in Chicago, and uh, there's another one over in Philadelphia, and also in New York, crazy people over there that were elected. This is Soros's money to subvert our nation. So glad to hear that, that uh, Chesa Bodine was recalled, and he's no longer going to destroy uh, the great city of San Francisco. Okay, headline number one. In mayoral race for Los Angeles, Rick Caruso heads to a runoff. New York Times, Rick Caruso, a billionaire real estate developer, and Representative Karen Bass are heading to a November runoff election to become mayor of Los Angeles in a race that is focused on voters' worries about public safety and homelessness in the nation's second largest city. 
Though neither candidate earned more than 50% of the vote, which would have allowed them to win outright, on Tuesday they both comfortably outperformed their opponents. All right, this is a good sign. Uh, you know, as we know, Los Angeles has been completely uh, turned into a third world country. It's uh, like Blade Runner. And the fact that a billionaire Republican is running for that seat means, again, that the tide is turning. We need to put in new blood. I've been told that uh, African-American blacks broke dramatically for Rick Caruso. As Trump said, what do you have to lose? The fact that homelessness is 10 times worse than it was in the 1970s. Crime is at an all-time high. Then uh, putting new blood in there is probably a good idea. And so he's running against uh, Karen Bass, who's a a far-left liberal Democrat. But the fact that he didn't win it outright just shows us that there's still work to be done, and it's not a shoe-in that he will be elected the next mayor. So those that live in Los Angeles, uh, we got work to do to turn that city around in that state. So, um, but it's a good sign that Rick Caruso is in the primary race for mayor. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Tuesday, June the 8th. Thank you for joining us today on the uh, Firm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark, and we'll see you again tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it. 